Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sensational Kids Show, the podcast aimed at helping you and the children you care for connect, achieve and navigate your way through life. In this week's episode, I am going to briefly touch on how we can teach our kids, particularly those who are neurodiverse, to self-advocate. Now, self-advocacy is that act of speaking up for oneself and expressing one's needs, preferences, and boundaries. It is a crucial skill for everyone to have, but it can especially be challenging for neurodivergent children to learn how to self-advocate. So as we've said before, and I'll just recap, neurodivergence refers to the way in which an individual's brain functions differently from the so-called norm. And it can often include autism, ADHD, dyslexia, PDA, just a range of, of different um, diagnoses. And quite often what I found in my work and with my own kids is that having a neurodiversity can cause children to have difficulties communicating their needs and this can lead to them struggling with social interactions which is going to make it even harder for them to advocate for themselves. However, with the right support, with the right strategies, we can help our neurodiverse kids learn to self-advocate effectively and to assert their rights in a respectful and appropriate manner. Appropriate meaning in a way that they will feel heard and understood and comfortable. So a couple of tips on teaching neurodivergent children to self-advocate. Number one, start early. The earlier we start teaching self-advocacy skills, the better. You know, kids as young as three or four can begin to learn basic self-advocacy skills, such as using their words to express their needs and preferences. And it's really important that we listen. When a child says no or no thank you, we need to respect that, okay? As they get older, we can teach more advanced self-advocacy skills, such as how to communicate with people who we might see as those with authority and how they can advocate for themselves in different social situations, okay? One example is if a child doesn't like being hugged, it's fine. They can say no, and your great auntie Bertha needs to just accept that, okay? Another way that we can use... um, that we can help teach our kids to self-advocate is through using visual supports. So anything like a chart or a drawing or a diagram can be really helpful for neurodivergent children who may struggle with verbal communication, okay? Um, And it might even be that they have great verbal communication, but when they are anxious, when they are struggling to get across how they're feeling, it might be easier for them to to use visual supports. And it can be a really good way of teaching self-advocacy skills, such as a social story, which demonstrates how they can assertively express their own needs or having 
a visual schedule that's going to help them understand and communicate their daily routine. Okay. And that's super important for them to say, actually, you said we were going to do this first, then that. That's what's on the schedule. Please don't change my routine. I like my routine as it is. Or giving them the option of actually, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with you changing it. Another way that you can do it is role play and practicing. And I remember I've said it before, practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes progress because we can always, always progress and improve and develop. And this is really, really um, true when it comes to self-advocacy. Okay, we need to set aside time to role play different situations in which your child might need to self-advocate, such as asking for an activity or um, a toy or saying no to an unwanted request. And this is just going to give your child the opportunity to practice those skills in a safe and controlled environment And the more they practice, the easier it will become for them. Okay. Um, I'm currently working with an absolutely amazing little girl who has some significant tactile difficulties. And she finds it very hard, even in this cold weather, to wear a coat. And people comment and kids comment all the time. And we've been role-playing it in sessions. And I've said, you know, you can say, mind your business, you know, or that's none of your beeswax. And at the same time, also working with her mom, who is even more amazing, or just as amazing, um, in advocating for her daughter, who can't yet advocate for herself. Um, And the change has been really, really interesting. So since her mom has taken that role, the little girl is feeling more confident in in saying no or I don't want to. Um, and she's had a tricky time recently. And, and at the moment, what she's doing is just quietly under her breath saying, mind your business, rather than saying it out loud. But just that little act is empowering. And, you know, it will just progress and grow from there. It's also important that we really use I statements. Um, Using these I statements can be a really helpful tool for expressing our needs and expressing our boundaries and setting our boundaries without being confrontational. Okay, so encouraging your child to use an I statement when they are self-advocating, such as I need a break or I don't like it when you do that. Or I have a brain that works differently. Okay. Um, And this is really going to help your child communicate their needs in a really clear and respectful manner. And when they feel that they can use those I statements, it's really going to help them also in terms of the emotional regulation, you know, feeling positive, feeling in charge. It's really important for us to model self-advocacy. Our kids learn by example, so it's important that we model self-advocacy for our kids. If, If our kids see us advocating for ourselves and expressing our needs and boundaries in a really respectful manner, they are gonna more likely do the same. 
Okay, they're going to get that confidence from you. Um, use positive reinforcement. It's a really powerful tool for encouraging those desired behaviors. If your child, if and when your child uses those self-advocacy skills, be really sure to praise and reinforce their behavior, but also just their effort. If you can see them trying, that's really important to just acknowledge that actually, hey, you're trying so hard and you're trying to learn that because self-advocacy is such a valuable skill and it is worthy of praise. Um, look for support. You know, teaching self-advocacy skills can be really challenging, especially if you are someone who's not familiar with neurodivergence. And, you know, we need to seek the support of a therapist or a counsellor or other professionals who can help provide the guidance and the support as we work with our kids to develop self-advocacy skills. Um, it's also really important that we point those people who our kids spend a lot of time with in the direction of this information, okay? And because they might not know much about neurodivergence either. So self-advocacy is a super important skill for our neurodivergent kids to learn. And with the right strategies and support, they can learn to assert their needs, assert their boundaries in a really respectful manner, which they are going to be comfortable with. And by starting early, using visual supports, role-playing and practicing, and also encouraging the use of I, we can help our kids self-advocate. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Let me know how you are teaching your kids to self-advocate. Have a wonderful week. Bye.